It's New Year's Day. We are back. Thank you so much for your grace during the holidays. We didn't know we needed a break until kind of we were fully engulfed with family, gifts, wrapping, events, and I didn't realize how intense it was going to be this year. So thank you for your grace for allowing us to have the time to get everything done. And thankfully, we only are delayed one episode. We didn't miss any. So very happy to be back with you all. Leon actually gifted us new podcasting equipment for the holidays. And so we are so excited to be back with hopefully higher quality, new shows coming up, math starting in a couple weeks. We're here. It's amazing how much of a break you need after the holidays from human interaction, from your family. We took a couple days off. It was so nice. We kind of eased our way back into the work week. And then we decided to just go all in again and babysit all the nieces and nephews for a day and a night. Went ham. They went home yesterday evening. And I just told Leon to leave me on the couch and don't talk to me for a couple hours. (laughs) Every time we babysit the kiddos, again, my respect for parents just grows because there is no off switch. There is no empty tank with children. It's almost like they can go on for an unlimited amount of time. At one point, the kids were just jumping in one space, like just hopping up and down. Just so much energy. Never ends. I think I made the mistake of letting them bring their mini basketball hoop, those hoops (laughs) that you hang on the door, and it is so fucking loud. But part of me is thinking... I should just let them do that to burn a lot of energy. And it honestly worked because we put Harry Potter on for 10 minutes and two of them were out. Oh, yeah. Every time when we finally get the movie going at night, there's always a kid that thinks they're going to keep staying up, but they don't last. One kid didn't make it to the start of the movie. (laughs) One kiddo made it, I think, like 20 minutes in and then... The last one, I think, at the 30-minute mark was out. And then they always get mad whenever I set the sleep timer. And I always just set it for like an hour. And their thoughts are, oh, man, only an hour. And in my head, I'm like, you're not even going to fucking make it one hour. No. Yeah, but shout out to parents. I have a lot of respect for you. It's amazing that you have any energy to do other things or your hobbies. Yeah, a lot of respect. And I keep going back to what everyone tells us. It's different when it's your kids. But I'm not convinced. Like, if we have kids, I'm just going to be tired forever, and I've accepted that. Yeah, parents must just be perpetually tired (laughs) all the time. Props to you guys. Okay, so we're finally at the tell-all. Rather abruptly, but we're here. Sister Wives Season 17, one-on-one, part one. How disappointed were you that there is no couch setting, everyone in one room? Super disappointing, And I thought it was interesting that Janelle actually touched on this. She said that it was more raw, more real than having them all together. The one-on-one, you can't bounce ideas off each other. You can't feed off of each other. But here's the thing. At this point in their lives, them feeding off of each other would have been glorious. But here's the thing. When they're one family, you're answering questions as a unit. So you're sort of protecting the family as a whole. Now that... For the most part, we know everyone's in their own separate lives. I think the responses to questions would be a lot different. I think so, too. And I think it would have been every man for themselves. It would have been everyone against everyone. Well, no. Cody and Robin against everyone. Part of me thinks that it would be a lot of a little bit of blame game, but a little bit of everyone trying to protect themselves. Yeah. 
or answering in a way where they can they can be seen in a positive light. We're going to deep dive it, but one small example that I think could have easily been squashed in a group setting could be if somebody says, oh, I heard this, or uh, Cody said this, or Robin said this, I think that exact moment in time, oh, Robin, did you did you say that? Like, exactly. Just ask them straight up. I think that would add a lot more to the tell-all and hopefully bring more truth because I feel like this three-parter is going to be filled with a lot of unanswered questions or half-truths. You know what it was filled with at first? Recaps. Recaps all the way through the beginning. What was it? Three minutes was a recap. And then we had to watch so many recaps of them watching it in parts that weren't even the real spicy parts. So I don't watch too much television. I watch a little bit more sports than I do like daytime television. But from the shows we do watch, specifically Sister Wives and Married at First Sight, I feel like we watch some of the most guilty shows for doing recaps. (laughs) I know. And Sister Wives is going over the top with the tell-all. But I guess I kind of have to because a lot of these scenes were a long time ago. Yeah. Can I break down one thing before we get fully into the tell-all? Yeah, go ahead. I was thinking of this while I was wrapping gifts. I, The lore, the background, this show has taken up too much of my mental space that in my free time, I'm breaking down my own theories and things. But a specific thing I wanted to talk about today was such an aha moment for me. I'm wondering if anyone else caught this. Well, I'm sure everyone did. (laughs) I relate to the game. But do you remember in earlier episodes this season, they were doing the conference call. Everyone was talking about what they're doing with their kids for the school year. Also, can I point out, if I was in the situation of Cody and Robin, I would have purposely not been on the same camera as Cody. Like, I'll just sit somewhere else in the house. It's just too much of a, like, we're together and you guys aren't. Like, too much in their face. Anyway, where I'm going with this is they had the conversation Christine says, Isabel's going to go in person for her senior year. It's what she really wants to do. I will support her in it. You know, all of that. Cody says that he sat him, his and Robin kids down, asked them to stay home for the protection of the household, basically. We cut to Robin specifically saying basically that it's so stupid that Christine is allowing Isabel to go to school. She just said, that's stupid. Fast forward to the end of this season. Robin and Cody's kids are all in-person school. Who brings home COVID? The kiddos who are going to school. Why was it stupid and unreasonable for all the other kids to go to school and Cody and Robin wanting to protect their kids, but somehow it's not stupid and they totally understand and they're excited. They're taking the kids to kindergarten, picking them up, having a great time, asking how their day at school was, but it's stupid when it's the other kids. We talk about this a lot in the pod about self-reflection and there's no way they're going to go back in time and think about this. No, there's no way this that what you just said is not going to be brought up in the tell all at all. So I was asking myself, what made him change his mind? What made them decide to take the kids to school? Does it come down to who he trusts, which we'll talk about later? Does it come down to he trusted his kids to social distance? and mask up and to not have contact with the other children as to where he did not respect, he did not trust Christine and her kids to follow the rules. I think even if this was brought up in the tell-all, they would say some shit like, oh, it's been months since the Christine incident. Um, 
things have changed. COVID protocols have been updated. Most of the kids in our county are now back in school. So we figured it was time for our kids to follow suit. Like there would be some answer where it would make sense in their mind. And it's still Christine. It was at fault. It would still not be justification for me because he was doing more than the protocols. He was making up his own that no one told him to do. So if he is saying, well, you know, it was just that time we were following protocol. It doesn't mean shit to me. Also, the fact that he's punishing his other wives and children for the fact that his family got COVID because of his decision to let his kids go back to school after saying it was stupid is absurd. And again, no self-reflection. We're never going to talk about that again. It will not come up on tell-all. But the fact that this was a main storyline fully attached to COVID, the kids, the wives, what is everyone going to do, the separate households. I hate that we're not touching on it at all. And we're just watching Cody yell at his wives about something that him and his household went through solely based on their own issues. Am I blaming them for getting COVID? Absolutely not. Everyone has. I mean, I have no idea any of the ways I ever got COVID. I don't blame them. But the fact that he is blaming people is what pisses me off. Now that you bring that up, I don't even remember the first time we got COVID. I have no recollection. of. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it's just it's chance you're going to get it or you're not. Because even when we got it, folks were still pretty heightened and you mm-hmm. know, very much social distancing, wearing masks. And yeah, that was odd. So I don't know. I'm just, you know, wrapping gifts aggressively, thinking of Cody Brown, living in my brain rent free, (laughs) thinking of what a hypocrite he is. Those those curls are in your mindset. They are. He got a haircut for this tell all just by the way you could tell. And I like it more grown out. This was too like, I like it more grown out. Yeah, I didn't like what was happening. It was very like, it almost looked like adolescent like, if that makes sense. I honestly think if he was just had a clean, short haircut as a balding man, he would look a little bit more put together. No, I, I, think I think this he, might be the best he can do. Honestly, I think he would look more put together. Wait do, you, wait, do you mean short haircut as in we can see the separation of the front island and the rest of the hair? Or do you mean like shaved? Like basically shaved, but his lower portion of his hair that's still growing is almost like not faded, but just like <laughs> nicely trimmed and like edged up. I think it would. Look- I don't know. Are you describing like a Mr. Burns haircut? Probably, probably. (laughs) I just think that's maybe a better look to fit him than these curls. Okay, how about fully shaved with a ball cap? Does he turn into a hat guy? Yeah, he would turn into a hat guy. Yeah, but is that better than the curls? I think so. See, I think so too. But get rid of the visors. Put on a regular fucking ball cap. Also, with how much thinning is happening, you're just fully exposing your head to sun. We kind of have a rule, like we try not to talk about people's appearance too much, but Cody's the exception to that rule. Like, I can't help it because he's such an ass. All right. Are we ready to get into the tell-all? The actual... Yeah, versus just talking shit about Cody. Yes, and my (laughs) theories. Point number one about the tell-all. Why do we have the introduction of late 90s, early 2000s graphics that were never present in the show at any point? Some of the font they use... Has any of your podcasts mentioned the font? Not that I've noticed. Some of the font is, I have never noticed it in Sister Wives. And the sort of blue background. Yeah. I don't know what, but it reminded me of the Maury show immediately. (laughs) It is very Maury show. It's very like Maury blue. Yeah. There was one part of the tell-all where it said Cody the husband and like Suki the hose. Yeah. And I was like, why are we doing their... Their title 
intro things at like 30 minutes into the tell on season 17 we know who the husband is unless for it's planned for like tv when they got to commercial and then come back and they're like just in case you forgot or didn't know and you started watching this tell all at the 30 minute mark this is who these people are i feel like they are catering to a new viewer but are there new viewers has anyone started at season 17 like we i feel like the majority of the viewers are we have been here from the start Yeah, I would imagine most people think that the show is sort of at the end. Yeah, probably. Whether it's a last two seasons, three seasons, but it's, you know, at the end. So it's weird that you're catering towards new audience members when it would seem that folks that are going to remain watching are diehards that have been watching for a while. Another thing I want to bring up going back to Cody, the suit is so ill-fitting. It is equally too small and too big like it's way too big in the shoulders it's way too tight in the arms it's too tight in the legs and he doesn't unbutton his jacket when he sits and it kind of drives me crazy i'm not that fancy or formal but i know you're supposed to button the top button when you're up top or bottom i think one or the other it's just the top and never both never both both. and when he's sitting I'm pretty sure you have to like undo the jacket top because it just because that's why it was bunching so hard. It just looks funky the way he's wearing it. And again, the only reason I would give him shit for it is because he's such a jerk. If you were a super nice guy and you were wearing an ill-fitting suit and sitting with your button buttoned, would not care. But Cody deserves to be dragged. It's like anything you could find to attack this man. (laughs) Basically, that's where I'm at right now. I do like the subtle shade I picked up from Suki when they say their pleasantries. They sit down and she asks, how are the kids? He doesn't know. We all know he doesn't know. Then she mentioned, oh, you're a new grandpa again. He's like, oh, what? I am? (laughs) (laughs) He has no idea what's going on. I felt from the jump that Cody was on the defense. First question, sat down. He had an excuse. He's basically saying, I've already thought of everything the last year. There's nothing you could ask me to throw me off. And I felt like multiple times this episode, he would have rants that have nothing to do with the question. I didn't just notice it from Cody, but I feel a bit odd saying this. Why does everyone seem so nervous in a tell-all on a show they've been on for like 17 seasons? I would imagine you would be more comfortable. You know the host. You know the production team. For example, Cody, when he just initially just goes off, I'm like, are you nervous right now? Okay, who do you think is the most nervous? Honestly, I think it's like pretty close between Robin and Cody. Okay, and where I'm going is they are the most nervous because they can't keep track of their lies. This is where they have to answer for them. Okay, that makes sense. And they've already forgotten parts of it. They don't have the same stories. They are the team that has to be in sync with how they're going to respond. Yes, So we start the tell-all with a replay of Christine and Cody fighting, trying to hash out logistics in her office bedroom area thing. Cody says that he thought Christine was playing a game because she's a game player. Her manipulation, pouting, behavior things. The way he's describing Christine, just as a viewer watching at home, I have never seen that. And having them all in a group sit down... One, he just wouldn't say that in front of her. I don't think he would. I think he would. He hates her so much. He does not care. It could be, but I just don't think he would. But if he did, I feel like Christine could call him on his shit. Like, give me some examples. What the fuck are you talking about? So the first topic we talk about is 
the reconciliation with Mary. Cody says that Christine lost her shit at a family party, yelled that she was in a loveless marriage, and that was two years before she left. Now, we talked about this while we're watching the show. Two years before Christine left, she is waving the fucking flag saying, I am in a loveless marriage. Yeah. Why did nothing change for two years? Why is Cody shocked two years later when this is the repeating sentiment of their relationship? She is constantly telling him and everyone around him, I'm unhappy. I'm thinking I'm going to leave. I don't I don't want this. And he's so shocked. If they're in a family gathering, I would imagine a bunch of their kids are around. And if Christine, I don't know in what context, who's around her. Maybe it's everyone. Maybe it's just the adults. And she's yelling, you know, I'm in a loveless marriage. Your kids probably heard that or they know what's going on. He claims that she yelled it at one of the kids. So the timeline on this is a little funky as well. So based on what Cody's saying, this places it when they're already in Flagstaff. Because Cody says when they moved to Flagstaff, he was in the process of thinking about reconciliation with Mary. He tells Christine this. She loses her shit, says she's in a loveless marriage, and that's two years before she leaves. So if my timeline is correct, this happened at allegedly Robin's McMansion. Oh, that makes sense. Little family gets together at the McMansion. Mm -hmm. When did they ever have family gatherings at the McMansion? They did do Christmas there once. Mm, Did they? Or was that Mary's? I feel like they did that at Mary's. Oh, I thought that was at Robin's. No. Oh God, everyone. Wait, maybe it was. I'm sorry. Oh no. Don't give us a bad review again. I'm pretty sure it was Robin's. Because Gabe was there. It just looked real awkward. I think it was. What I'm getting confused was, was it Christmas Eve at Mary's, Christmas Day, Robin's? I think you're on. Yeah, I think you're right. It just doesn't make sense to me that Christine is at Robin's house without Robin being present at a family gathering. No, that, that could make sense if Robin was in another room. And she's like, oh, I walked into the tail end of that. that I kinda- just don't see it happening. I just don't. Where When is Robin ever without Cody? She probably follows him to the bathroom. But this is just a side note, but not that it annoys me, but when Robin always says, oh, I didn't know that. I'm like, Robin, how do you not know that? I Yeah, exactly. You and fucking Cody talk about everything. Exactly. Oh, my God. Okay, side tangent, but it still has to do with Sister Wives. While watching this episode, me and Leon spent a solid two minutes seeing if we could frown and make our face like a frown. We can't frown. We're not frowning. No, we're like, I think we just pout. Our face muscles just look awkward as fuck. I, I don't have control of those muscles. Christine says that she thinks Cody would be fine with a completely platonic marriage. And I fully agree. I think that he was hoping that it would turn into a Mary situation. She's just going to sit around. He won't have to publicly address it. He will still say, I have four wives. They're not divorced. He will get his planet and all will be well, even if that means he has absolutely no relationship with that wife. I mean, a couple of ways you can relate that also to his relationship with Janelle. They share like a kiss here and there, but I doubt there's anything else. Hey, that's miles ahead of Mary. Sure. sure. So it's something she also calls him honey. There's a little bit more. There's a, a base of a friendship as to where he doesn't have that with Christine or Mary. Mary says it was completely uncool for Cody to compare the relationship to his relationship with Christine to bring her into that conversation. I know it's not right, but I kind of wish the catfish was real. 
She, oh, she, definitely. I, I just mean, want her to be happy. Yeah, exactly. Go go away and be happy and do you. Because there were problems. Like, it's not like they were in a happy marriage and then she did this. Cody then goes on some minute rant, like not even taking a breath, comparing relationships. And I have no idea what he said. Like, me and you played this three times. And we don't know where this rant came from. It wasn't even related to the question. I looked at you and I said... He just talked for like 30 seconds. I have no idea what he said. And then we rewatched it and I replayed it. And I think my summary was there's good actions and bad actions in relationships. And depending on what you do, that leads to different outcomes. And I was like, I think that was correct. Suki asks Robin, would you be okay if you lost the intimacy in your marriage? Robin responds with, I would march his butt into therapy. I wouldn't allow him to not talk to me. It is a... It's like a double-edged sword. There's a second portion of this question where you're confirming that Robin and Cody are still intimate. <laughs> you are, yes. I mean, okay, this is still in the same vein of blaming Christine for not trying. Oh, well, I would just not allow him to not talk to me. Well, what if he's just constantly yelling at you and saying everything's your fault? It's a little different. I just can't take Robin seriously with any of this. Her first marriage was shorter than Christine and Cody's. She's had way more kids, way more stress. And she they've, just says, oh, they didn't try. They've well, gone, well, They've gone to therapy. I just I yeah. don't take you seriously. I mean, in logical sense, does that mean she didn't try? Suki then asks, how do you force somebody to be attracted to you? She pauses and says, um, you don't. Well, no. His attraction is based on a person's behavior. So it turned into, oh, you just don't. You know, you move on to actually it's her fault. We were listening to Ace and Caitlin's recent podcasts on Sister Wives, and we usually don't do this. Like we just because there was such a long delay in the episode, the next episode airing, and we didn't record yet. But we usually record our pod first before we listen to anyone else's pods. But we just couldn't because we needed some. Con- we needed our own fucking entertainment. Okay. Yeah, I need to wrap presence with podcast. They, they mentioned the whole this year we're not getting the fake tears we're getting the you know clear my throat and covid i kind of pictured it but it was more than i could have ever imagined about i don't know if she's delaying so she could think of an answer i think that's exactly what it was i think she's trying to fill the silence with anything and she's like sorry and that's what it was what? instead of the crying it was that this year there's little things within Robin's responses that I think are just filled with. It's not the complete truth. Yeah. And how much you need to think of a response. You're defending yourself or you're trying to tell the story in a way where you are seen in a positive light. And that's not to me. That's not the truth. Like Same. there's just a truth and you will just respond. And it's not a big deal. Like, it's not, excuse me. It's not a big deal. But <laughs> the fact that she stumbles has to think like all these all these weird actions just make me think that she's not being truthful totally agree i again i that's why i think they are the most nervous of anyone we go on a rant with cody about behavior robin says attractions based on behavior then we got to christine who echoes exactly how i was feeling she said it's rude it's belittling i'm not a child we should not be only concentrating on her behavior in relation to attraction. I feel like in the past, everyone sort of fell in line, which goes back to the whole like, you know, the, your actions or whatever you do. That's what I'm attracted to because you're not attracted to them physically, which now that they're speaking up, being more independent. Well, I already didn't like you physically. 
now you're also stepping out of line. So there's almost this, why would I be close to you? I'm not a fan of anything you're doing. But isn't that so strange that he loved Janelle's independence? She didn't need stuff from him, and now it's a problem. This is a great segue, actually, because we talked about this a lot in our watch. When in the past, they really needed, the family needed independent women that could raise kids, make decisions, because they had their family was so large with so many kids. And, and I'm sure Cody's time was split and split in such a sparse way that these women need, it was like a requirement to be independent and make these decisions to raise their families. But it seemed, I have, I mean, everyone's saying he's changing his tune, but maybe it was more of a, because of the environment we had, this was a requirement. But now that we don't have all these kids, fuck that. Like patriarchy, I'm the head of this household. That was probably always there. It's just the fact that the way their family unit was structured, they had to be independent. But you don't get to reel that back 30 years later and say, no, 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 no. You don't get to be independent. You run everything through me. Eh, nah. I wouldn't be here for it either. Also hate his phrasing. You run your will through me or through mine. Yeah. It's worded in a way where I don't like it's actually a really bad saying. We have a lot to talk about on that in a minute. It. He's disgusting for this. Suki asked Cody if intimacy was the justification for the relationship ending. Cody then goes on a rant about COVID being the catalyst for a lot of things. Okay. Again, I don't know where these things come from. It's like he already went through everything in his head. He's not even listening to the question. He's just going to blurt out his justification for anything. Cody follows up his statement with, I'm not a coward. Nothing scares me but poverty. Weird statement. Very weird statement. Nobody talks like Wouldn't this. Wouldn't he say he's scared of COVID? If we were just using COVID as your answer to this question, why would you not relate it somehow? Again, I just think he has no idea how to keep any of his stories straight because they're not true. Now, I know they all lived in one house in Lehigh, but have they ever lived in poverty? I mean more of poverty as in, am I going to fucking eat tonight? I feel like at this point, He's so far removed from that. It's just a weird statement to make. Okay, but are we reading too much into it? And he means all my wives that make money are leaving. I'm scared of poverty coming because Robin doesn't work. And he has to pay for this McMansion the and show the land. Is possibly ending. Yes. Okay, I see where you're going It could with that. be that as well. Yep. Cody thinks it's weird that one person can blow up an entire family. But when that one person is sort of the heart of that family, I think it's very understandable. And it does blow up the family. Who was putting all the functions together? Who was who was raising the children? There's two sides to that. Okay, Christine being the center of the household as far as like love and affection and all these gatherings. But there's also another person that the community can sort of point to of is that the person responsible for breaking up this entire family? Yeah, it is interesting. Then we get to the point of the tell-all where it turns into Robin being the victim, sad girl. This has affected her so much. Yes, a marriage ended, but no, it's about her. Suki asks, did you know there was a huge separation about to take place? You seemed shocked. Robin responds with, she had so many hopes and dreams, but they are not always realistic. She had hoped they would work it through. They preview back to the sit-down where Robin says, oh, I was afraid you were going to talk about this. And I'm like, how did you know I was going to talk? Why was this even in your mindset? Like, you already knew. Yeah. 
Like, this isn't a surprise. Stop acting like it is. Okay, something I want to go back to is Cody always talking about Christine's behavior. You're always talking shit about your sister wives. It's not good. Okay, sure, that's her bad behavior, which is very arguably not bad behavior because that's your husband, but I digress. You know Cody goes home to Robin and talks so much shit, but that's not bad behavior. That's not a bad husband. For sure. And and Robin won't, but she can't throw him under the bus. No, no, no. She would never. At this point, we see a flashback of Mary talking about the commitment that everyone made to each other and the family through thick and thin. During this segment, Mary rolls her eyes twice. Very telling. She, it, it's bullshit. It, no one does that. No one kept to their word. It doesn't matter. It's I done. Think, I think it's initially you might think she's judging her sister wise, but it's also her judgment on Cody. Yeah, of, no, I think I'm, it's more of I've that. I've literally been here. I'm committed. And you turn your back on me. Exactly. And I think it's her just rolling her eyes on the fact that we said we were going to always be here and he blew it up, I think. Suki asks Robin if she considers Christine a sister wife. She says, in my head, she is. But I've been told. I mean, she told me she doesn't want a relationship with me. And again, that's not what was said. I will say it a million times. And why doesn't Robin have to put in any effort? Everyone else has to include Robin. Robin doesn't have to include anyone. It's always worded as, I wish she opened up more. Yes. She said, I thought Christine would open herself up to me. Like, if we ask Christine, is she going to respond with, well, Robin wasn't very opening. Like, she wasn't. Yeah. There's literally actions of Robin essentially pushing sister wives away. She separated her family immediately. Robin says, when Christine said she was leaving, she took a dream from me. I feel robbed of being an old lady, essentially sitting on the porch with her sister wives. And my thought immediately is, why can't you just grow old with friends? Why can't you have friends? Why is it always the sister wives or nothing? When they mention, you know, I wish they folks opened up more. This just shows you how distant these relationships are. And I'll just talk about Christine and Robin. I would imagine a sister-wife relationship is very close. You're raising kids together. I mean, this is this is above friends. This is very close relationship. They're they're not even at the friend stage. They're not even at no. like I think this person's kind of cool. We we hang out. We're, we're friendly. We're friends. They're not even there. No, they're, they're literally at the yeah. This is a person my husband married, and I I know who they are, and you know we're in the same room. But like that's not my friend. Like it's sad. It's like they are incredibly distant from each other completely agree no one's hanging out with anyone no one's checking in on anyone no one's saying hey let's go grab some food let's go see a movie nothing that's what you do with your friends yes you want to go do something i mean just come over hang out nothing well covid oh true covid but oh yeah remember Mm -hmm. when cody was saying oh we should invite mary over she's following all the protocols and chris or excuse me and robin said no we can't have that so, you know, always the victim somehow. From what we've heard, Mary actually has a pretty good relationship with the kids. Yes. But I'm surprised that that amount of distance being told like, you know, hey, you can't come over. You know, Robin said no. I'm amazed that didn't hinder her relationship with Robin's younger kiddos. Because yeah. essentially you just don't see them. You just don't hang out with them. You, you know, p- kids recognize you. They form a bond. But she's preventing it because... How many times did Mary ask if she could come hang out with the kids? Can she come see the kids? She was told no. And that that goes back to Robin creating the separation. 
I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent. So Robin had a nanny. Again, another another way of how Robin is sort of distancing herself from the family. She has a nanny. She essentially doesn't ask for her sister wife's help. I think in some way, Robin would think that if she, even though it's weird because the sister wife is supposed to do this, supposed to help you, she would either be judged by her sister wives for asking for help or seen as less than because I need help to raise my kids. Maybe she feels that way, but that's how it, I mean, that's right. what it is. That's it's, the whole point of this. Yes. I have a feeling that was her mindset. Mary says she felt very betrayed when Christine left. She said that she always said she didn't just want the man, she wanted the family. And also, I find it so annoying that everyone uses this one thing that editors plucked out as her tagline. This show was, like kind season, of, this show was season one. Yeah, and they constantly throw it in her face. Oh, well, you said you didn't just want the man. Cody and Mary have said it now. But she does miss the fun that they did have. They had some hard times, and she doesn't really know why they never reconnected. Christine says that she ended the relationship with Mary because she doesn't trust her. She doesn't feel safe with her. She wasn't nice to her, and she put her down in a lot of public situations, specifically in front of her family. I feel robbed. I feel like I never got to witness this. No, because they wanted to portray the perfect family instead of the reality. And... Yeah, that would explain so much if we knew all those instances. Do you think Mary's like realistically like really mean? Yes, but I think she's grown a lot in the last couple years as to where she's probably a better person. But I think back in the day she was really mean. We cut to Cody saying that he should have been more patriarchal, that they wouldn't have had these problems if he would have just been the head of the family. But again, I don't think you can go back and forth between the wives need to be independent, make the decisions, raise the children, take care of everyone, and then say, nope, you have to run everything through me. I don't think he would have the bandwidth to do that. It just wasn't available. Well, he thinks it's so easy now that everyone has moved out and no one's taking care of children. Of course, now he's going to say that. Suki asked Cody to explain his phrase, run your will into mine. Now, I can't be the only one that thought it was wheel, not will, but the caption said will. So now I feel real dumb. I really thought it was wheel this whole time. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? Almost I like, get it like, a little bit more now. <laughs> like run your, your, your drive, your inner. Yeah, I was. Your inner self. Picturing a physical wheel. So <laughs> really far off. Oh, dear God. I don't know. I need to start reading these closed captions more. So instead of answering the question, Cody just repeats run their will into mine. He proceeds to pant like a dog saying, pick me, pick me as a way to describe his wives at the start of their relationship. He says they literally acted like this. One, I don't think so. No. Two, don't act like you were this fucking suitor that just had women just flying at him. You literally probably had Little to no women that were going to sign up for polygamy. I feel like it's a small pool. Very, very small. I don't know why he thinks that these women have never had another option. They're flocking to him. They're begging to be his wife. Half of your wives have been married before. Like, come on. It was just so insulting to his wives that he are that he is separated from, you know, should be rebuilding relationships ultimate respect right now just really trying to be very delicate and instead you're making them sound like they're panting like dogs how insulting like most things he also you mentioned it 
he never actually answered the question. No, he never does. It's always some side rant. What he really wants to say is, if they want to make decisions, they need to ask me. Cody continues by explaining that he thought they were going to be compliant. Compliance and respect. Oh my God, the one of the wives should have done the... What is that obedience order we talked about earlier? You take a, a rule so far that it's actually negligent. oh malicious compliance yeah malicious compliance someone should have just fucking gone all in yeah can i go to the store can i put my shoes on what shirt should i wear he would Ooh. be so annoyed but then i would hate for the wives like what if they lose themselves in that mm, mm, we can't mean. risk it I see what you mean. mary still thinks that cody is the head of the family and agrees that she does subscribe to patriarchy but then quickly follows that up with I'm a strong, independent woman. I can do what I want. So I don't know if she knows the definition, but, then, you know, you do you. And then Suki calls her out and like, well, do those like two puzzles like fit together? Yeah. And no, and probably not. Like, well, that seems like not. She asks, are you going to support me in that as well? Meaning, is Cody going to support her in being a strong, independent woman? No way. This is one of the most critical things that was said in this tell-all, I think. Janelle says that Cody has been making noise recently. He has specifically said that plural marriage is standing in the way of his personal progress. What personal progress could this man be talking about since his whole being was centered around being a father, a religious man, creating this family, but now it's standing in his way of personal progress? I feel like a wife at that time should have said, what do you mean by that? Like, yeah. what are we doing here? But you're not allowed to question him either. If you if you feel that way, I'm fucking out. Why is he holding on to Christine then? If you believe that you need to be a monogamous now, why are you punishing this, these wives and making them stay with you? Why aren't you telling Mary to her face? Like, I need you to move on. Like, yes. I want you to move on. Because it seems he picks and chooses from his religion. I have heard, so not a great source, that... Men essentially shouldn't divorce their wives, that it should be the wife's decision to leave. So he pushes them out. When Mary mentions that Cody's almost made it seem like they could reconcile and fix their issues. and Well, she said she was hopeful, like she would totally still be down for that. No, but she also mentions that he's basically been stringing her along. Yeah. Or she's kept her hopeful as in it was a possibility. Yeah, that's and true. That's true. You know, conspiracy theorist in me wants to say that, well, he's probably been stringing you along because you make buku bucks and they need your funds to keep coming into the family pot. And the fear of poverty comes in. Janelle says that it would be nice to have a husband that sees her perspective as much as Cody sees Robin's perspective. Spicy. Love it. The queen <laughs> is not afraid. No. At this moment, I think Janelle's the most comfortable naming names yeah in her statements it's not a vague oh a person needs to be this or way his favorite wife he'll, he'll just say robin yeah or she, oh, excuse me she'll just say robin out loud we then move on to suki and janelle talking about the definition of divorce to them and their family we see janelle watching the clip of cody saying that he doesn't feel married to mary janelle goes through the technical process but points out that christine does not believe in this faith anymore so it doesn't really matter. She considers herself divorced and that's it. Robin doubles down on her thoughts. 
says, yes, sleeping with someone else breaks the relationship. She goes on to clarify that this is their beliefs. She continues to expand a little bit more. At the end of this portion, she says, well, that's what it means to me. That is my understanding of our beliefs. It feels really wish-washy and you're not stating a fact. It sounds like you're trying to cover it as your interpretation. At one point, Suki says, well, that's adultery. And she just agrees. Yes. I think Robin should definitely not maybe speak in a way that makes her sound like the subject matter expert of all things their sect of like polygamy and their religion. Because it seems like if you're going to walk that line, you need to be on point and factual with your statements. And also her stating it as a fact makes me feel like she's saying she follows those things almost. So this is what I believe. This is what we follow. But she tends to bend. Her and Cody tend to bend. They moved her down before being married. He was staying at her house before being married. She was given a wife time and in the rotation before marriage. We saw them on camera kissing before they were married. Not confirmed, but I would imagine they most likely had sex before marriage. That is my theory as well. So I don't know. It's a lot of rule bending. We finally then see Mary watch Cody say that he does not consider himself married to her. She said it doesn't make sense that Cody is so frustrated with Christine making the decision to end the relationship, but he is doing the exact same thing to her. This is where I go back to the timeline, kind of trying to piece it all together. Christine, two years ago in Flagstaff, assuming this is in the McMansion, is pissed that Cody wants to reconcile. But it was just last anniversary Mary called Cody on their anniversary and he asked why she's calling. They go deeper when they mention the Rice Krispie anniversary. And that was the moment where he was thinking about reconciling, right? Where Cody was so happy to receive some fucking Rice Krispies and he's like, I'm going to turn this ship around. That's what's weird because in the beginning of the episode, he talks about a really unique and exciting gift that Mary gave him for his birthday. Then in the episode, he talks about how this amazing gift was for their anniversary, One Rice Krispie for every year they were married. Also, my favorite part is thinking that he was like, oh, she made all of these 30 separate Rice Krispies, but really it's just a big pan and you (laughs) she cut 30 out. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Cody says it wasn't the gift itself, but that it was the first time that he was no longer angry with her, that he could see the error in his ways. He took this to his three other best friends. And he does the weirdest tongue thing to Suki as he's grabbing her thigh and says it just rattles Christine. The recoil that Suki had. Yes. Fucking weird, man. She she was was so creeped out. Don't touch my fucking leg. Don't touch me at all. Just how strange. And she's trying to keep the show going and she's still talking, but it was so weird. Men should just not touch the upper thigh of another woman. Does that even happen in a dramatic, you are overcome with emotion talking about something that happened? I personally just don't reach out to people, like, physically. Why can't you just, like, reach out and, like, touch the couch? Yeah, or your own leg or something. Just don't touch her. Mary explains that that anniversary is where she explicitly said that she was waiting for Cody. And he said that he isn't coming. And we all saw this on camera. This is the one where they were self-filming. It was outside. This is more proof where I think Cody walked himself into a lie. Yes. How are you going to say that this moment was a moment I was thinking of reconciling 
when Mary asks you, like, I'm waiting for you to come. And he says, I ain't coming. We get to find out a little bit what happened behind the scenes. When the cameras were off. Mary put her arms around him, asked him, what would you do if I kissed you right now? He was physically backing up and creating space between them and said, I can't do that. Mary says it was nice that he was considering it, but it didn't last through that evening. It was like a five minute moment. It was the moment it took him to eat the Rice Krispie, let's be honest. And then Mary says that she didn't know about the moment with Cody, about reconciliation. He didn't know about the moment with Christine and Cody. So did that even happen? Because the timeline's a little wonky. Christine totally denies it. On the next time on, we see Robin say that Christine was at her house and she was falling apart. Breadcrumbs, I'll come back to this because I saw a sneak preview after I wrote this down. Cody continues ranting on about Christine, about blaming him for everything. Robin is fake crying about being angry with them all. I'm assuming this means all the sister wives. Janelle is asked if Robin is the favorite wife. And she says that Robin has a lot of influence. And that can be read as the favorite wife. Cody then says that he and Janelle are separated and that love doesn't matter to him. Respect does. So, I mean, if there's no love involved, what's stopping, I don't know, someone that respects you and says hi to you and is nice to you? Why are you not in a relationship with them? If that's all it's about, no love, just respect, obedience. Do you think Cody will ever court another wife? Okay, this is going to sound bad, but the only way he would court another wife is if it would extend the show. That is my thoughts exactly. He wouldn't I do think, it if he didn't have a show. I think to keep this, this boat going, you need something needs to happen. Either it's going to transform into a weird thing where we follow some of the older kids, which they're kind of hinting oh, at. Oh, I would by love like, that, by like, actually. Eh, do you really want to follow McKelty? Mm. Like... You know, they're already sort of hinting at like, you know, McKelty came in, they're doing stuff and, like Isabel's kind of been on it and maybe you could like follow her life. But that's not, you know, I don't think she's got the pull to like to do that. But again, like that show, it would transform to be something totally different. Like it wouldn't be yeah. sister wives. So I think you kind of have to like get another wife. And I would love seeing it because I want Robin to be in that situation. I want her to not be Miss Perfect and have to deal with the jealousy and everything that everyone else had to. And that were they were all being very honest and open with her and him about their problems. And they didn't care. I think Robin would put up such a fake front. Like you wouldn't even see the real Robin. You're like, where's the Robin that we've been seeing for like five years? Like this one looks all happy and joy and like, what the hell? And it would only be on camera, though. Sure. She would have her own freaking out, falling apart moment. We were listening to Ace and Caitlin, and they were talking about how they don't actually want a spinoff show with just Janelle and Christine. And I agree, because there has to be a villain. And Cody is the villain. He is the controversy. Is there a show that really succeeds that it's just about happy people living their life? I would love to see more of them living their separate life away from Cody, but I still think I need that anger to focus on him. I mean, it's almost like, uh, what's that Amish show that you watch sometimes? Like where you're no longer Amish. Oh, yeah. What is that called? Like escaping Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Also, fun fact, I've seen them in person. It was like so weird. But but it could be a, a process of these women that have been a part of polygamy, like just trying to like rediscover themselves. That's true. And I would like that. For example, date or like, what are you dealing with emotionally or even physically of like, like discovering this new life, you know, outside of 
maybe you defeated the villain, right? Like the after the effects yeah, of that. That's true. All right. Moving on to the sneak peeks that I saw released this week in preparation for the episode tomorrow. We see the sit down with Suki and Robin. And Robin looks absolutely giddy when Suki brings up that Cody told her about when he wanted to reconcile with Mary. She looks so happy to be able to talk about it. Robin claims that she walked in on Christine at her house flipping out. She didn't know what it was about at the time. When Suki brings up that it could have changed the trajectory of Mary's life, Robin smirks and says, yes, sucks, right? Isn't that a weird reaction? Maybe she's just a nervous smiler, but that was weird. It it is odd, but it makes me wonder why are you are you trying to do things to sort of make these relationships better? Are you pushing Cody to reconcile with Mary? Like, or are you just uh, nope? You know, can't interfere with another wife. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm like, but that's also your sister wife. Like, yes, you should be helping. When Suki brings all of this up to Mary, she again reiterates she knew nothing about it. But the most important part of this segment is when she asked Suki, so Robin knew? Hmm, interesting. Because Robin is separating everyone. She is not trying to bring people together. She knew all about this. She never told Mary. Why would you not tell your best friend, your best sister wife? Isn't that a little shady? I think it's real shady. The next preview I saw was Cody basically saying he was sick of hearing Christine vent about Janelle and Mary for two years. He says that she said, excuse me, that he was sleeping with the enemy. Cody says that he does not trust Christine. When Suki asks, who do you trust? He said, we'll talk about it later. As he aggressively closes his eyes to drink his coffee. Later being not on this tell-all. Yeah, exactly. So overall, not the best tell-all, but there were things that came out, which I liked. Hated all the flashbacks, but whatever. Like, we know it's going to happen all the time. One day I'll accept it. In the beginning, I did say that I think Robin and Cody most likely, and maybe everyone to that extent, is speaking in sort of half-truths. But I do like that. I feel like we're seeing a little bit more of how things really were behind the scenes. And that part I do enjoy. Same. Anything else? No, just... It is the end of the year. I figured we should thank our listeners, thank the podcast community, the Sister Sister Wise podcast. You guys are incredible. Thank you for always showing us love. Thank you for everyone on Twitter, Instagram for always, you know, commenting, liking, uh, sharing tips about Sister Wives or just like the deets or the goss and and everyone like the Reddit community. Really appreciate all of you. It, it's been an incredible journey. Can't believe we're still here for another year. I know. It's crazy. My personal goal was to have 50 reviews by the end of the year and we're actually at 61 today we're literally still surprised when anyone listens i know every time we see the numbers come in we're so thankful and you guys are the best you're the reason we're here and we appreciate your listens your comments you bouncing ideas off of us so thank you so much for being on this journey with us i mean you got to see our first collab this year hopefully now the new equipment higher quality (laughs) (laughs) So today is New Year's Eve. I hope you all have a fabulous New Year's Eve and a beautiful start to the new year. I hope 2023 brings you lots of success, love, happiness, health, all good things in your life. Thank you all so much and we'll see you next year. Bye guys.